I believe we can get this episode done of Nani's Tunes podcast with Avery and Lena. Or Lena and Avery. How do you want to say it? I don't care. Lena and Avery? Yeah, so we're going to look back at the song Believe by Cher. Icon. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely an icon. I thought this song was out in 1999, but it was like one of the biggest hits of 1999. But it was released on October 19th, 1998. Close enough. Like, it's so close to 99, I could see why you thought that. Yeah. So what did you think when I first picked this one? I'm surprised you chose this, but I was really excited to do it because I knew a little bit about some of it, like some of its background. Or yeah. So do you want to get into some of that background? Well, I'll go the first thing. I had listened to a whole story about Autotune, a podcast a couple of months ago, and I knew this was like, the first or one of the first songs to use it. Um, okay. Not to correct her voice so much as just the effect to make it kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the share. Share effect, it was known as. So when people use it now, is it called the share effect? No, I don't think. Or is it just called auto-tune? Auto-tune. Like T-Pain. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of backlash against auto-tune. And, and then some people who really like it for using... I've heard it like into the synthesizer, how people are like, you can't use that in music, but then people kind of grew to like okay. like it or the effect, as opposed to using it to fix someone's voice, just using it for the effect. Yeah, it's more of a tool than correcting. Like, it's enhancing, not correcting. Yeah, and it was a new tool at the time, so yeah. you could get into a whole thing about auto-tune and it, invention and whatever, but... So what else do you have for background besides the auto-tune? I wrote down these guys' names, but it had been kind of kicking around the Warner Brothers studio for a while as a song, and then they were looking for a song to put on this album, Believe, Cher's 22nd studio album. <laughs> yes. And then they kind of tweaked it and then gave it to Cher. And she, additionally, she was singing it in the bathroom and said, uh, parts were too whiny. So she wrote, I need time to move on. I need... Love to feel strong because I've had a I've had time to think it through. Maybe I'm too good for you. It was hard not to sing that. She added that because she was like, it's a little too whiny and wanted to make it more powerful, but didn't ask for a songwriting credit, so she doesn't have it. Kind of okay. regrets that. Yeah. So I mentioned the album. She dedicated it to Sonny Bono, her ex-husband, who had died earlier that year in a skiing accident. Oh. She. Didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm trying to make money off of him. She's done some television appearances, sang at his funeral. But she was like, I couldn't ignore it, could I? Like, no. big, you know, when you think Sonny, you think, and Cher for sure. Well, I think more Cher than Sonny, I guess. So. I can separate her from Sonny. Like, I can think of her without thinking of Sonny Bono, but I can't think of Sonny Bono without Cher yeah. coming into mind. Yeah, even that's probably though- the better way to put it. It was kind of their show was there. They were before our time, but yeah, I mean, Cher's been linked to a lot of men. I wrote a little bit of a, a list. Well, a couple of days after her divorce was finalized with Sonny, she married Greg Altman and filed for divorce nine days later. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, based on his drug use. But I wrote down some Tom Cruise, David Geffen, Warren Beatty, Val Kilmer. Bagel boy, Rob Camaletti. <laughs> I have he, no idea who that is. He was a baker that she dated for year, for a couple of years, met him in a coffee shop. 
Archie Sambora, maybe Eric Stoltz, who played her son in the movie Mask. I don't know that movie. You don't know the movie Mask, not Jim Carrey. It's if you picture, oh, if you look up Mask, his face that might look familiar to you. Also, she had a fling or maybe a one night stand with Ron Duguay. Duguay? I'm probably saying it wrong. Canadian hockey player. <laughs> Okay. I also, he played for the New York Rangers. I also looked up, he sang on a song, Hockey Sock Rock, who was writ- which was written by Canadian Alan Thicke, reported bow of Sarah Palin as a, a couple of years ago. <laughs> but after celebrating, a, I, I have to tell this story, which has nothing to do with the song. Okay. After celebrating a win against the Islanders in 82, he went to Studio 54. Uh-huh. There he met Liza Minnelli. Uh-huh. Who brought him back to a part her a party at her place where uh-huh. he met Cher and they danced, and then they ended up back at where Cher was living, which was actually Gene Simmons's townhouse because they were dating for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite the story that that was my Canadian connection. Right. Do you have one? <laughs> I have a couple. Okay. The quick one I have is the producer on this album was Mark Taylor. He worked with Nelly Furtado. My other one that I found first. I found this one, a lot of red string here, and I found it before I found the easy one. But the Believe music video was directed by Nigel Dick, or Nigel, because he's British. Oh, okay. And he directed the video for the Band-Aid band video for Do They Know, Do they know It's Christmas? Mm-hmm. In that, there was a B-side of the album, and... One of the people on that was big country guitarist Bruce William Watson, who was born in Timmins, Ontario. Obviously. <laughs> so there's my Canadian connection. And big country was a Scottish band. <laughs> so he was born there, moved to Scotland. I also forgot to mention Studio 54. There was a movie with the <laughs> 90s <laughs> tune favorite, Mike Myers. Yes. <laughs> She's also based on this song, the highest selling female artist the oldest was the oldest female artist to have a hot top single in the uk at 52 she was 52 i thought she was so old when she did this (laughs) not because she looks it she still doesn't look it this was recently surpassed by kate bush at 63 when her song running up the hill became popular because of stranger things and then but that doesn't include mariah carey's christmas song because that keeps charting every Christmas. Yeah. And Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree. But it doesn't really count. They, that's not counting that. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I have about the, all the background in the song. Oh, except for, it was on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And also on the 20 Most Annoying Songs chart list. <laughs> it was on a, a lot of different lists oh, like yeah. that. Like top singles of the 90s, 100 greatest dance songs, um, 1,000 greatest songs of all time, just to name a few. I could keep on going on and on and on, but yeah, it's it's on a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah. She's on a lot of lists. <laughs> oh, I also learned that her name was Sherry Lynn Sarkeesian. That's her board name, and she just, she went by a lot of names, but Cher is what she just kind of went down to and she kind of went down to just share because she had some like it was her surname and then bono sunny bono and then 
um, Altman and she was like, that's enough surnames and just kind of went. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. And her mother's story is also a bit insane. Georgia Hall Holt, look her up. But yeah, okay. just throwing that out, out there. I went down a rabbit hole. There's a lot on share. <laughs> <laughs> I did read one fact, but I couldn't find it again this morning that it charted in this song charted in Canada and the US at the same time as best selling single for like a week. That's not surprising because a lot of songs do that. Yeah. But speaking of charts, you're right. It did in Canada, Canada Top Singles, Canada Adult Contemporary, Canada Dance Urban, all were number one. And just Canada, Nielsen Soundscan, number two. That's where it peaked. Nice. But it's a whole bunch of U.S. charts, too, like a Billboard Top 100, Adult Contemporary was number three. Uh, dance club songs, dance singles, sales. It reached a whole bunch of number ones around many different countries. But in uh, in 2003, or sorry, 2023, Canadian digital single sales, it reached number 19. Hmm. Yeah, this year, last yeah. year. Yeah, last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was big at the time. Do you remember? You must remember it from the time. I remember right? it. I don't remember liking it too much or listening to it too much but yeah it's funny i remember being around and playing at clubs when i was out dancing but i don't remember necessarily liking it too much because that wasn't my style but now looking back i really appreciate it yeah i think there's a definitely appreciation there for it even though it might not be my sound that i often listen to and it's not in that 90s dance songs that we usually listen to yeah, it has a different feel. It's more yeah. like Euro synthesizer dance pop. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're not like cheesy American dance that we often listen to. Yeah. But you can appreciate it. You can appreciate her voice, uh-huh. even auto-tuned, <laughs> which isn't the whole song, but um, but iconic. I like, the video, not a lot to write home about the video, I think, but her, but the, but the camera on her, I can remember that she has that like feathery kind of thing on her hair and yeah, looking great, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was surprised you chose this. Well, not that you chose it because you'll choose anything, but <laughs> I, I can't picture you listening to this song, but. Uh, I just was looking at a list of top singles from 1999 and i was wondering what the last single was like the last number one single for 1999 was yeah and i just came across this and i'm like let's just go with it i wasn't putting too too much research in into my pick so but i couldn't it didn't have any certification sales in canada like platinum or diamond or anything which is really surprising because it did it did reach number one but it did sell 11 million albums worldwide. So what's your song for next week? Frig, I forgot until we were halfway through this that I have to come up with a song. Panicked. I'm panicking, but I'm going to uh-huh. do one that's always been on the list. Mambo number five. Good, good. We can hope you do a deep dive and see if there was Mambo one through four. Because it's always <laughs> been a question on my mind. I just haven't done the research. Maybe he mentions a Canadian in one of those. We'll see. <laughs> Sounds good. And we'll talk to you next week.